0: Alright, welcome to this week's special podcast. If you're a hockey fan, you are in major luck because this week we will be exclusively talking about everything going on in the NHL playoff world. We'll be recapping the first round of the playoffs and give you our predictions for the second round to come. Richard, we'll start with you.
1: Empty net, Tyler to Foley, scores! And it's 3-0 Montreal, and they'll punch their ticket
2: to Winnipeg. We are back, and I think it's only fitting that we start with the... Collapse of the Toronto Maple Leafs, 4-3 is the series win for the Montreal Canadiens, 3-1 the Leafs had the series lead. This is by far the biggest choke the Leafs have had in the past four years. You can go as far and say this is the biggest choke they've had in potentially in the past two decades. I mean, they
0: haven't won a playoff series since
2: 2004.
0: Mm-hmm. They've, they've had, what, like eight, nine playoff appearances, and they've choked every time in the first round. They choke it. Not only did they choke again, not only did they lose to a four seed, but they lost to a four seed that, and they had a three-one lead. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's the, it's a curse. It has to be a curse. I mean, I mean,
1: I I gotta be honest. Like looking at this, like this Montreal team is not good. Like they're just they're really not good. You, you top to bottom, they're not a very good team. Um, I think Winnipeg is gonna roll through them. I can't believe. Toronto couldn't get it done. Carey Price is their only asset, and it so happens that Toronto's best asset on the other side is goal scoring. <sighs> yeah, I mean like this I'm sorry, but this Montreal team is just not that good. They're not I like they don't have a chance against Winnipeg. I don't think they have a chance anywhere past the lease. I can not I, I just I think the one move that the Leafs would make if I was if I was Kyle Dubas right now is you have the offensive pieces, sure they're not producing like Marner has been terrible in the playoffs and same with Matthews. I think you got to do anything that you can to get a guy like Sam Bennett, Ryan Reeves, or Tom Wilson. You need some guy that right. you need a guy that can bang bodies, and that a guy does not want to see you know going into a corner.
0: Uh, absolutely, and I mean, the fact that the Canadians or the Jets are going to represent the Canadian division oh is God. just um, that's atrocious. There, if any of the teams are going to play, because one of them is coming out, any team that one of those teams is going to play, I, I think I just I don't see any way they win. I don't see any way they win a game. Honestly. I mean, it, it, that's a joke. I just can't believe not I am I, lost for words about what Toronto did. There's no excuse. I mean, when you have Stephen A. Smith, who doesn't know a lick about <laughs> hockey, calling you out on ESPN, that's a problem. Okay? That is a problem. When you get compared to the Cowboys, that's a problem. They need to figure it out. And, I mean, they had the team. They
2: had the roster. They just they couldn't get it figured out in the playoffs. It, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and I I've seen all these things that Leafs fans are saying. Carey Price stole the series, oh. but I mean, you did score. Matthews and Marner <sighs> did not score right. enough. Marner, uh, Matthews scored one goal. Marner scored nothing, and I think they had combined over seventy shots, and one of them went in between the two. But now here come the questions. Kyle Dubas, is he still there? I personally think that he should stay because he's doing nothing wrong. He's constructing mm-hmm. a team, and the coach. And to be honest, the coach is the one that has to go. I wasn't a big fan of Sheldon Keefe whenever he came in to fill in for Mike Babcock last year. He sort of inspired the team to play better when he came in, but I think last year he didn't have his team ready to play in Game 5 after they laid an egg. This year they laid an egg in three straight games, even though they came back in two of those games. I think Sheldon Keefe is the main guy that has to go. If there's anyone that's losing their job this year, I think it would be Sheldon Keefe over Kyle Dubas because Kyle Dubas is doing nothing wrong. He's constructed a great team, and this team should have gone far. It's just Sheldon Keefe is not the right coach in order to lead that charge.
0: Right, and uh, I mean, take nothing away from the Canadians. Gary Price basically put this team on his back. Absolutely. I mean, he's looking like 2015 Hart Price right now. I mean, how, how far can he lead this team is the real question. And Tyler Toffoli stepped up. I mean, he, he came out of nowhere this season, really, and he's been playing phenomenally in the team of points. And yeah, don't take anything away from Montreal because this is impressive to come back from a team like that. And you just, I'm still dumbfounded. About how the Leafs choke—it's—it's it's literally every year. What well, I mean, Martyr, Matthews—they didn't produce at all. I mean, Jack Campbell's holding on with one hand in the net. They don't have much defensive support. I mean, they play yeah. terrible, mm-hmm. and it's—it's it's bad. I saw the stat too. I think it's the top seven, uh, top seventeen highest paid players in the NHL all are in, in the second round, and that's a pretty cool stat that I saw. Yeah,
1: and also. Um Toronto. Toronto, I got two points here. One thing, Toronto pays three of the top ten highest-paid players in hockey. Yes. <laughs> uh, and another thing is that I agree with you, Richard. Kyle Dubas, I mean, what more can the guy do? He's got his studs. They produce in a regular season. They're first in the Canadian division by a mile. They're easily, they look like a team that could easily go to the Final Four and should go to the Final Four. And then, like, I, I mean, you need the leadership at behind the bench. I think, one, they need leadership behind the bench. And they need the leadership on the ice. Losing Tavares is huge. I think right, that was yes. a big yes. factor, not just because he can score—you know, a hundred points. It's because he he is such a great leader. Right. Um, right. And His presence. Right. I think, I think just... yeah, hundred percent. I think Sheldon Keefe's got to go, and then that leads the question is, what's the biggest job on the market, Toronto or New York? And right. and will Gerard? Where pretty much where will Gerard Gallant
0: get I mean, taken? To me, the best option has to be New York. They're the highest market in the really? NHL. They got all the young talent. I mean, they're on the upside. And then, I mean, I I have to pick New York here if I I'm a, if I'd, I'm have a coach.
1: To go, I'd have to go with Toronto because, yeah, like the media is brutal and they're going to rip your head off if you lose a game. But with the building blocks they have already, they just need a guy behind I the agree. bench. I was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. 100% agree.
0: And I, I, I honestly, I, could you imagine Galantou? Uh, Toronto. I, I just personally, I can't see that.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I see him in New York. I see him in New York.
2: And now, a golden opportunity. Kyle Connor shoots, and he scores!
1: swept the
2: Oilers well the Montreal Canadiens are going to play the Winnipeg Jets who have had a a week off uh after sweeping the Edmonton Oilers and I don't think anyone expected this outcome either because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreiser were held off the score sheet in games one and two and when they score three points each in game number three they blow a 4-1 lead and then they get swept in the following game I just don't I just think this is dumb. I'm down. F- I'm dumbfounded about this one because how can you stop the two best players, and the Jets did. That. I mean,
0: we said it coming in. We said you can't win playoff series with no depth, and that's what mm-hmm. happened. I mean, they have no help. My uh, Mike Smith is a he played okay. I mean, he's he's the average goalie at best to me, and it's just embarrassing. I mean, you have the two. Debatably, the two best players in the NHL on the same team, and you do nothing with them, and it's really, it's it's just terrible. And the Jets, I mean, like they're more physical, they played better defense, they played smarter, and I've, it's really when the Oilers are on the ice, you see McDavid, you attack, you put two on him, and then you have to rely. McDavid has to rely on his team to help him out, and that just didn't happen at all, as we saw.
1: I think you look at you look at Edmonton, and they have. Like they have the skeleton of a team that could be super successful in the postseason, but they're just missing that secondary scoring. Because um, you look at the last two games when Martiner I mean when uh, when Drysdale and McDavid actually got on the box score, uh, and Drysdale has two assists and uh, McDavid has a goal in game four, and then in game three they go off on a tear, um, three three points apiece. And so then now it's even like, you know, Matthews and Drysdale. I mean, uh, who is it, McDavid and Drysdale aren't producing. Like, they produce, but they have no help. I, mean you, look yeah, at I that, mean, you when you look at a cup team, you need that depth at the third and fourth line, even at the second line for this team. And you look like, who's the best forward besides them too? Yamamoto?
0: Right. Uh, I mean, when, when Zach—yeah, basically, this is my opinion. When Zach Cassian's your third best player, you're not going to win a series. Simple yeah. as
2: that. And I think the thing with the Jets is— I thought the Jets were going to win this series, and a lot of people thought the Oilers were going to win this series, is because they have the two best players, and the Jets were slumping coming into the playoffs. But in the playoffs, depth wins you games. Depth (laughs) wins you series. And that's been proven time and time again. The Jets' depth is not great, but it's better than whatever (laughs) Edmonton had.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, uh, hey, Pat, I thought the Leafs and the Oilers were destined to meet. What happened to that? Listen,
1: I was about to mention how I was (laughs) so wrong about this Canadian division because I thought... I thought Edmonton was easily a lock, uh, you know, bet the house on them. And Toronto, not even a question, didn't even plan on watching the series. It was going to be so quick. And right. I was wrong on both, like badly wrong on both. I, I can't believe it. I, but then I think to myself, like, I was, it's kind of a boneheaded thought because you look at Winnipeg, and it's not like there's some, you know, bare-bones, bottom-of-the-barrel team. Right. Like, they have, I mean, when you, when you come, when, when playoff time comes around, and you have guys like Nikolai Ehlers, um, Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler, uh, Kyle Connor. And, and, and when you have a Hellebuck that's starting to play Vezna hockey again, I mean, this team this team is a lot more dangerous than I thought. I think they're going to have no trouble going over Montreal. And I think they could compete in the Final Four. But I don't know. But I mean, the Oilers, you need. The, what do they do? Is coaching. I mean. mean you gotta think that uh, you gotta think Tippett's got to be out other. You of go that.
0: crazy. I mean, but the thing is, you pay so much money to McDavid and Drysdale, you have no money to build a team around them. I mean, yeah, they gotta take pay cuts if they. That's really what they. What it is, they gotta take pay cuts if they want to win. I mean, with uh, this is a weird comparison, but look at Tom Brady. The guy never made top ten money ever in his life, and he won seven Super Bowls because he allowed his team to get paid around him. And I think the same thing needs to happen if they want to win. And I mean, in my opinion, you spend all the money you have in free agency right now to build depth. You have the two best players in the NHL in their prime right now. You, you got to change something, do something. Uh, but it, right now, they, they didn't figure that out.
2: Stevenson and Parisi, Stevenson wins it. Martinez Petrangelo, up the boards for Tuck. He'll bank it towards Denmark. Denmark going towards the empty net and scores! Vegas, Minnesota. That series went seven. Vegas sneaked it out, and I think the series would have ended sooner if Cam Talbot didn't stand on his head for three games. He he was phenomenal in the series, but Mark Andre Fleury is is one of the reasons why he's the top three goalie in the league for the Vesna right now.
0: I mean, yeah, the dude's a machine. I mean, he had what he had like two losses where he allowed like one goal or something stupid like that, and he's just amazing. He's he was phenomenal this entire series. He's the only reason we won and boy i mean this game i'm just gonna say this game shouldn't have gone in this series should not have gone into seven games they're giving me a heart attack almost needed an emt outside in my room and we came away i think we played as the better team i mean look at even look at game five i mean we outshot them 40 to 14 they won four to two okay Mm -hmm. that's just crazy and then we played terrible in Game Six. And then Game Seven, we showed up. We had Max Pacioretty back. He scored the game-winning goal. And who would have thought? Matthias Janmark is leading the team in points and had a hat trick in Game Seven. Are you kidding me? I mean, I wouldn't. That was not on my bingo chip. I don't know about you guys. Never would have thought that in ten million years that he would be the guy to step up and score a hat trick in Game Seven.
1: Absolutely not. Uh, not even on my radar. And speaking of this series. I, I, a series Vegas deserved to win. They were definitely the better team, but Minnesota is building something very, very good. I agree. in uh, mm-hmm. in In St. Paul, they're going to be a very, very tough team. They have. I mean, you look at their top guys, and I didn't realize how young all their studs are. I mean, all their guys like Fiala, Hartman, who's uh, who uh, and Dumba. They're all under like 28 years old. And they're already making huge impacts playing top lines. Eric Sinek as well. He's a guy that really kind of started a, to show what he has. he's extremely underrated.
0: He's and, been phenomenal. And this,
1: this Minnesota team, obviously they're, they historically give a lot of problems to Vegas, so you don't know if they could have done this anywhere else. But Minnesota is going to be a team to watch for. I think they're finally building the pieces to, you know, they've kind of been in the playoffs. They've gotten a lot in the past, you know, five, ten years. But I think they're building a team that can actually make a push to get past those, those early rounds.
0: Right. Right. And uh, this team has a lot of potential. I mean, Kuro Kaprizov is probably the oldest player on the team as a rookie. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I give all my respect to the Wild. They played great. But I would just like to say this I've never heard a fan base boo more in my life than the Minnesota Wild do. Okay. Every time a Golden Knights player touches the puck, basically, they boo. Okay. That's hockey for you. And that's just.
2: That
0: that has nothing to do with this. But I I just want to say that. Irritated me. Yeah. uh, But.
2: Yeah, and Vegas did a great job of shutting down Kirill Kaprizov as well. They and Mark Absolutely. Stone made made a great opportunity, and he put the league on notice as well. I think Mark Stone can be one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, he he does it all, and he's going to be a nominee for the Selkie Trophy. Um, he is he's a great do it all player in this league. Yeah, I mean the
0: the last winger to win a Selkie trophy was i think 2003 maybe so that'd be i mean he deserves it he absolutely deserves it i've never seen a player better with their stick in my life i've never seen the player intercept and then just take it from you like it like a kid like someone stealing candy from a baby at, in the neutral zone really you just one second you have the puck mark stones behind you then you don't and then he's on a four check and it's just he, he he's been playing phenomenal all year but really the story of the series is the goaltending and Mark Andre Fleury just got the edge,
1: and also with uh, also with Mark Stone. One more thought about him is like he's so good with the stick as a defensive player, and then he can turn around, put on the Jets, and then score ninety five right. points. Yes, he's such a valuable guy. He's such a valuable guy to Vegas, um, and he he's really I mean first captain in in the franchise history. No one deserved it more than him. He's kind of a guy that all in all through his years in the NHL. From the Senators, you know, all now down to Vegas. He's been keeping his head down. You know, not a big right. media guy. Just, you know, goes to work, does what he have to do, help the team win. You know, he brought that Senators team a win away from the Cup. Uh, and it's just, I'm, right. I'm, I'm really happy to see Vegas. I think they're gonna have some trouble with Colorado, but I'd love to see that group of guys they have there be like find success and and get a Cup before their groups gonna have to, you know, split up. It's a four-game sweep for the Colorado. They are the first team to advance in the Stanley
2: Cup playoffs. Speaking of Colorado, they swept St. Louis, uh, the 2019 Cup champs. It was, this was not close. It may have been close for one game. Binnington did everything he could, but his offense just couldn't help him. Um, Colorado swept them for nothing. Yeah, I mean, they
0: they didn't win a game by less than three. Each game they won was by three or more goals. I mean, not close. Not even close. Yeah, the, the Colorado Avalanche are by far, I wouldn't say by far, but they're the best team in the NHL right now. I'm a Vegas fan. Uh, they're phenomenal. I mean, I obviously think we stand a chance that we could beat them, but I'm just, Avalanche is one of the best teams we've seen in, in a long time. They have the speed. They have McKinnon. Mc, I mean, McCart, for Christ's sake, the defenseman. he could He could do the same thing as any player in the NHL. You wanted to just scoop by like McDavid, okay? You can do that. He plays great defense. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm a very big Kale McCarr supporter. I think he's the best defenseman in the NHL right now. The Avalanche are just uh, I can't even describe a word to say how good they are. They are dominant. They could do anything you want in the hockey scene.
1: I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised about uh about the way Colorado rolled through the Blues. They're stacked. Um, they were at a game seven against Dallas. You know, really, the pro- good chance they could have won that. They could have probably even won the cup if they didn't, you know, lose. They they were down to their third string goalie at that time, and you know, no, I don't think anyone's really shocked. They're already back with a with a vengeance, and they look very scary. Right. Uh, not many teams look like they can hang with them. I think Vegas is one of them, and I have a strong feeling that whoever comes out of whoever either comes out of the central or the West is winning the Cup. I think it's either going to be Carolina, Tampa, um, Vegas, or Colorado that's going to win the Cup. Those teams are just, I think, head and shoulders the best. And that I've, I've been saying it since September, the Vegas-Colorado series. I've mm. been waiting for it, right. and that's mm-hmm. the one we've all been looking for. And it's, it's going to be a heavyweight slugfest.
0: Right, and I mean, Nathan McKinnon, the, the whole team really is on a mission, but as of right now, Nathan McKinnon has eight goals in five games, 12 points in five games unheard of nice. i mean if if they make if they win the cup he's going to be unanimous con smith winner and he, it's just unbelievable how good he is at hockey and as a vegas fan i really i think we can beat him. mark andre Flores is going to have to play like he's been playing and it's going to be tough but phew, avalanche are so good
2: Okay, right, now i have a question for you guys do you think colorado is Not the most complete team. Do you think they're the deepest team in the league right now with what their roster is this year? Do you think they are?
0: No. I'd say Vegas, unbiased opinion. I think they're the deepest, but I think Avalanche are right up there. But they just, their top players put them over the edge.
1: I think I'd have to disagree. Um, I think you look at the third and fourth lines on Colorado... And I mean, you got guys on there that can compete. You know, Burakovsky's a third liner. Donskoy, uh, right, Edward Belmar, young guy Alex Newhook. Alex
0: Tuck and Yanmarker on the third line. We got to remember that here.
1: Yeah. I mean, compare the close. bottom I
0: mean, two to the Avalanche and the in Colorado. I would take the bottom true. half to it's, Vegas. I would take the top tough, half to Colorado.
1: It's it's that's that's a good point. I think I th- I think I might even go. Actually, I might I'm actually gonna change what I'd say. And I think I'm actually going to say that Tampa's the deepest team. Um, you look at their fourth and third lines. That's fair, yeah. And, and Tyler Johnson's, I think, right now riding the fourth line. Um, Tyler Johnson's <sighs> yeah. a fourth liner along with Patrick Maroon. And then their third line. Their third line is incredible. Barkley, Goudreau, Yanni Gordon, Blake Coleman. That Those three guys could ride second. Debatably, some of those guys on that line first line in a lot of other cities in the country. Right, a defensive play on
2: Barkov, as Palak got a piece of him, now it's banked up ahead to Kucherov, Kucherov into the middle for Point, Brayden Point, and he scores! Brayden Pott makes it 3-0! move on to Tampa as they took down Florida in six games. This was a series that I think people kind of thought that Florida could take it if they caught Tampa, you know, lacking, because they did beat him comfortably in the last two games of the regular season. And then Tampa just proved their dominance through the season, even though Spencer Knight and and company stood on their head for one game. I, I just don't think that Tampa said, they just said, get out of our way. We're going to take this, and we have a shot to potentially go back-to-back. And they look like they can go back-to-back right now.
0: Yeah, and you got to feel for the Panthers because they had a historical year, and they match up with a three-seed who happens to be the, the Lightning. I mean, that's just very unfortunate for them. I mean, look at the other three seeds, the, Bru- it's the Bruins, the Wild, the Jets, and then the Lightning. The Lightning are by far the best team there, and I don't think the Panthers played bad. I think they played really good. I just think the Lightning played better, and like Pat said, ex- extremely deep. Vasilevsky is insane. He's young. He's, a, he's the goalie that you build around. I mean, I know, I'm not a big fan of giving goalies long contracts. I would give him a 10-year contract right now. Okay, he's that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, Huberto, Barkov, they played great. They played great. It's just they could not get it past Vasilevsky, and that's the problem. That, seemed, that that That's how they won last year, really. Vasilevsky was just a big presence in there, and you're almost afraid to shoot at him. I mean, Stan Kucherov, oh boy. Oh boy, dude didn't play the whole season, comes back and is tied in the NHL for points, playoff points right now. He's the immediate presence, and I, I think he was the difference in that series.
1: I mean... Tampa is so good, uh, I, I, and all credit to Florida. They're building something there too. They're going to be a very good team um, in years to come. Um, and it's just tough. I feel bad for Ta- I feel bad for Florida because I think I think credit to them for taking it to seven games. Not many other teams that are in their position that aren't really like built to win a cup yet could do that. Um, but then it always comes back to goaltending. It's rare you'll see a yeah. team win the cup. When they don't have a red hot goalie and that's the hard that that you look at the top teams and they all have great goalies and you know credit to tampa when you have a, and and you know people are mad about them you know avoiding the cap situation by getting to sit kucherov it's like i understand you know maybe you're upset because they just got to do like cap gymnastics but when you have not many teams can sit a guy who scored 128 points three years ago and then still finished third in the division um so obviously Tampa's a powerhouse again this season and it's I, I that Carolina Tampa series I think is going to be great. The biggest thing for Carolina is putting the puck in the net. They can't they can't go behind. You know right. this Tampa team can score goals and they can play D. you got it. You got to get to the dirty area. You got to get those 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 grimy goals if you're going to beat the Tampa team. Right. S-
0: speaking of <laughs> getting goals, I mean the Tampa Bay Lightning's put up 28 goals in a six-game series. That is 4.6 goals per game, which is absolutely incredible. And Victor Edmund, I mean, Con Smith from last year, he's he's looking great in the playoffs like always. Yeah. I mean, really, the Lightning always get it together in the playoffs, except for when they got swept by the Blue Jackets. But, you know, this year and last year, they're looking like one of the best teams in the NHL. Now, I honestly think they could 100% go back-to-back. And, and they would look. I mean... They're looking good. They're looking real good right now.
2: Yeah, and one thing one final thing before we go to Carolina series. What's the deal with Bobrovsky? What would you do with him right now? Because he's tied to a seven. Yeah, no one's taking that contract. contract. No one's taking yeah, that contract. But what's gonna happen to him? Because you have Spencer Knight and he looked really good in his time in the playoffs. Is he the goalie right now?
0: No, he's too young. I know he's been phenomenal, but give him another year maybe then he will. I think it's too early to determine that, and Spencer Knight, though, has been a phenomenal young goalie, and I think he's got all the potential to be a starting goalie. But right now, you stick with Bobrovsky. I mean, you have all that money committed to him; you don't just ditch him, really.
1: And- I think right now with Bobrovsky, you gotta just you gotta you gotta let it go. You let a gave a bad contract to a guy that doesn't have his stuff anymore. Um, I think. I think. I'd be mean, Spencer Knight. Whoever he's got the hot hand. Bobrovsky has been just. But I'm really disappointing it for because he's just been terrible, like he just can't yeah. figure it out. After and it's not like he signed, you know, having a down year. He signed a massive deal, uh, coming off a of Vesna quality season. I mean, I want, I want Barofsky to figure it out because I think he's another piece that could, they could be great with. But when you, when Spencer Knight comes out and plays the way he does, you know, he's playing like Barowski did. Right. Uh, I mean, I I think you got to go with what's working. Hopefully Borowski can figure something out over the offseason. It's going to be hard to move him because of his deal and the way he's playing. Uh, but I think I think this offseason will be huge for both of them. I think there's going to be a battle coming into camp. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. But I think if I were if I were Quenville, I think I'd have to ride with Spencer Knight considering the way he played in those last two games.
2: ...season now, Slavin. A wrist shot, take it, he scores! Jacob Slavin has won the series for the Carolina
0: second round and a deep with the
2: Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, the team that Tampa's playing in the second round, Carolina, they took care of Nashville in six games, overtime games galore in this game. there were four consecutive. Um, wow. And Carolina really looked like the better team. It's just Nashville got some of the bounces. And I, I think it's glad to say, and I think we can all agree, that what a sight it was to see for both of the for both arenas to have mostly full-capacity uh, Yeah,
0: this was easily the most entertaining series by far. I mean, two teams going at it. Soros I mean, he was he was basically the Predators' entire team. He's the only reason they were in the game. I mean, when you play four overtime games in a row, you're going to get tired, you're going to let in some goals, and that's what happened in Game 6. Hurri- or, uh, Hurricanes took it, and uh, boy, Nadalkovich the, the has also been very good for them. Yeah, uh, Have we seen Morazic yet? I don't think we've seen Morazic play yet. I don't so. think so. I mean, I don't know about that decision, but we'll see. But, yeah. The defenseman I mean, for the Predators doing all they can. Soros, I mean, once again, did, did all he can.
1: Soros, yeah. Talk about a guy to come replace Pecorine. Soros is a stud. Um, he played amazing. I honestly, coming into the series, I didn't think Nashville had much of a chance. I think it's a success for them getting to seven games. Uh, it was really cool to see Smashville rocking again, decked out in yellow. That was a really nice sight to see. Um, and I think that, I think I'm impressed considering where they were in the middle of the season where it looked like they, they were going to be definitely one of the odd men out in a tough division. Um, you know, good season for Nashville. Carolina is the best team in that division and presidents, uh, all competed for the president's trophy, you know. You gave it all you had. I thought they could have easily won that series. They, were, they did not have their best game in Game 7. Um, but credit to Nashville and to Carolina. Nedeljkovic played like a beast. Right.
0: And how yeah. about the veteran Jordan Stahl? Boy, the yeah. captain. He's been playing phenomenal. He's really stepped up and helped with some big goals. I mean, he, he's just really... He came, kind of came out of nowhere, but this team has been playing great. Ajo has been playing great. Svenshikov, all of them, really. It's just, this is a great team.
2: And I personally think this is the deepest team that Carolina's had in these three years that Rod Rudimore has been the head coach. This has been the deepest team, and those are the teams that thrive. And I know I'm going on about depth, but it, it's it's beneficial in the playoffs, and there's no doubt about it. And the question about the goaltending with Nadelkovic, it's riding the hot hand, I think, because Morazic dealt with some injury problems, and the question is, do you want Nadelkovic on the bench and then him coming in cold I, I don't know. I think that played into part of the division, the decision. But I think the players have bought into Rob Brindamore's his style that he wants to play. They bought into the stuff that he preaches. And he, he should definitely win the coach of the year. There's no doubt in my mind that he should I win
0: agree. the coach of the year. I agree. Did a great thing uh-huh. with a tough team. And he, he's really, I mean, he's the sole reason that they're this good and that they're competing for a cup.
2: Oshie oh, to the net and pin! around back to Bergeron. Moved on for Pasternak. Sherry back defensively as he just got out of the ice. Pasternak try to walk through him. It's stolen away. Here's Bergeron. He scores! After the push from Washington, Bergeron gets one chance and makes it 3-1. East Division two series that I don't think a lot of us saw coming in at least in these ways. Boston took care of Washington in five games. This one completely shocked me. I did not think that. I thought Washington would put more of a fight, and Ovi was basically invisible in an an essence. He barely showed up. Backstrom and Kuznetsov, they didn't show up. The only guy from the top guns that showed up was TJ Oshie, and when he did show up, it seemed as if it was only game one in his overtime magic, and it was a little too late. Right, and uh, I mean,
0: I'm just going to say it. I called Boston coming out, and that take's looking pretty good right now. And, uh, I mean, the Bruins took the last four, and actually the first game went into overtime. So they pretty much dominated this series in its entirety. Brad Martian's been playing great. Pashanak, phenomenal. I mean, two he he hasn't really had to be amazing. He, I mean, his team's been helping him out so much. I mean, he's been, I, I, I personally would say he's been decent. I mean, I haven't really seen him play over-the-top amazing like he was a couple of years ago. But this Bruins team has great depth, and I love how physical they are. And the thing with the Capitals, I feel like they had some uh, scoring problems. They really couldn't get it going, and kind of disappointing for Ovi. Did you know Ovi does not have a single playoff overtime winner in his career? I found that out, which is I didn't know. Which is crazy I didn't know to me, which is absolutely crazy to me.
1: Yeah, for all the goals that's, he scored. Yeah, for sure, when he's like, wow, that's that's very surprising. Um and thinking about this series and the Capitals more, the I think it comes down to goaltending. Yes. You know, you look at the goalies and their stats, and it's, it's not going to win you playoffs. You got no goalie on their entire—they they played three goalies. Three goalies saw the ice, and none of them had a save percentage under 2.5— or had a goals against average under 2.5. Their save percentages were all brutal, and— when you're tied, and also when it comes together with all your top guys not scoring and also being in the minus category, there's no chance. Obviously, coming in, Washington was very banged up, but they just they needed more from all their guys. No one was a point per game in the playoffs. Ovechkin only four points, Oshie only four. I mean, Mantha, they need more from Mantha. If they're when they when they gave a haul to Detroit, to, to, they deserve more back. And also a guy who I really love, who is such like such a hardworking, you know, come to work every day, not a media guy. Probably one of the most underrated guys in hockey, Nicholas Backstrom. And he just didn't bring what they needed.
0: I, I, um, I absolutely agree.
1: One point in five games minus two playing a ton of minutes. And it's it's it was just very it got messy for Washington. They yeah. just didn't even look in it. After that game one, and especially that game two, when they blew it, they did not. They didn't look like they had a chance from that on.
0: Right, and I, I mean, Char was that big story. He was the headliner, and I mean, Char didn't do anything, if at all. I mean, yeah, you'd think he'd have some bad blood, but I mean, the guy is like 54. Give him a break. He's a <laughs> he, he's a certified financial planner. I mean, okay, he, did you know that he could? If he quit hockey, if he retired from hockey, he could go be a financial planner right now if he wanted to.
1: I didn't know what? that. Yeah. How? Are I don't serious? know.
0: I mean I don't know how, but he is, so
1: don't you need like, a college <laughs> degree for that? Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's no way Chara went to Char went to college in the US?
0: I don't know. That's just what I know. <laughs> That's really, really cool. I can try to I'll try to pull <laughs> up the facts for a minute.
1: I'm trying to find that. Anyway,
2: getting back on track here. Um and I think the big thing with Boston is Taylor Hall. He's made an immediate impact, and he's taken oh, that yeah. pressure. He's taken that pressure off the quote-unquote perfection line, which I think they are. But he's taken the pressure off them, of and he's—they're not having to rely on them for scoring. And their depth guys that they got in the off-season that had some question marks about them through the regular season. This is the time that they. This is the time that they live up for. This is playoff time, and they make big plays then. And now the questions start coming in for Washington. This is now three years in a row where you've bowed out in the first round. Um, game seven, two three years ago against Carolina, last year against uh, New York Islanders in the bubble, and then this year in five games against Boston. The questions are going to start coming, and it's whether or not to blow up or not.
0: Yeah, and and going back to that, Chara, I had to, I found this out. So he on the after hours uh, podcast, he said that he speaks six different languages. He's a certified financial planner and he's a licensed real estate agent.
1: Chara is just the like, what a guy. And all the guys in the league I've seen, they say he's just like <laughs> the best guy. But on the ice, he's just yeah. so mean. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, he, that's he's really very cool. awesome. And speaking of the blow it up or not, uh, I think I think you definitely gotta uh, at least start thinking about it, looking at it, because you found success. They won a cup. They right. got Ovi a ring. Obviously, they probably would have wanted a little bit more from this group. Right. But you win a cup, you can't complain. OV's getting up there. He's obviously still putting up good regular season numbers, but nothing like he used to. And it's just at at a point you you look at this roster at the to bottom, and it's like you think this roster can't win a cup.
0: Right. You got you got the
1: guys at the top. You got a Backstrom, Oshi, and a Mantha, but and Ovechkin, of course. But I think and obviously I think they don't they don't want to blow it up because I don't think they would have given what they did for Mantha if they right. were thinking about blowing it up. But uh, you don't want to hang on too long and then get stuck in a rut like the old capitals kind of did where they won like eight games in the season you don't want to get stuck like old capitals again and just to keep things in mind
2: Ovechkin is a free agent this off season so uh that's why we have an off season and the questions for about he's, Ovechkin not will he's not leaving he's not leaving I don't leave. think he will but there is a reason why we have an off season him? Uh, that, that's a question for the off season but as of right now he is going to be a free agent uh, now Povhilleier. He'll start his engine with Nelson and Pollock and this is Nelson in the slot with a shot. He what a move coming out of his own zone clean. He's just going to drop it
1: over to Brock Nelson
2: and that goes right through Tristan jo- last series um <laughs> Pittsburgh versus New York, and don't just spare me the details. This, Jari. This seri- yeah, this series is on Tristan Jari. Um, but I'm also going to put some blame on Sidney Crosby because— Don't you put he, any blame I'm, on I'm him? Gonna, I'm going to put some blame on him because he didn't show up in uh, any other game apart from Game 1. I'm going to be completely honest. Oh, we're talking about the whole um, series, never mind. Yeah, we're talking about the whole series. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I agree. Apart from his amazing deflection in Game 1, was he even noticeable? Did he even create high-danger quality chances? That's just me. That's my observation. And when Evgeny Malkin plays four games and looks far better than him, um, I think there's you know some concern because now I'm starting to think that Sidney Crosby is not the same Sidney Crosby of the past, and that breaks my heart because he's the captain of the team. He is a three-time Stanley Cup champion, and I'm now starting to believe or think that maybe this is the end of what could be the start of a long decline for him. I'm not saying that it's going to be. He's still got a couple maybe two to three years left in him but if he can't perform in the playoffs i'm really concerned right now
0: right and i mean he had a minus two plus or minus and you don't you don't see that with star players and yeah. big name players in the nhl much he had two points and six games played and his career playoffs are he's played 174 games played and he has 191 points in the playoffs and you know th- this this year does not help add to that at all very much and uh like you said disappointing Tristan Jari, uh, phew, atrocious. And I said that at the beginning. I mean, you how far can Tristan Jari lead you? And the, and the, the answer was a first-round exit.
2: Can I just say this? Can I just say this? I'm, I'm a huge believer in Tristan Jari. I think he needs more needs more time to develop into a playoff goaltender. But I just think he, he needs a little more time. And here's the worst part. The Penguins front office is going to go after some guy like Devin Dubnik. They're going to go after that guy, oh. and I'm going to lose my mind. Right. I'm going to lose my mind because they want to keep this window open. And I know Ron Hextall is different than Jim Rutherford, and Jim Rutherford made some boneheaded decisions. But I think just let Tristan Jari develop. You need a good goaltender. And I've seen some rumors about Jake Allen potentially going to Pittsburgh, so I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I'm still a believer in Tristan Jari. I just think he needs a little bit more time.
0: You know, how about you hating on Chris Latang the entire year, and in the playoffs he led the team in points? I, I know. I know. Because last year I that?
2: last year I saw Chris Letang as a shell of what he was. And I had reason for doubt about Chris Latang, but he was their third best player this year because Gino was obviously hurt and I thought that Brian Russ was better than Jake Gensel, to be honest. And then Sidney Crosby was the best player in the regular season. I thought Chris Latang had a great season. He's mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna be a Norse finalist, but he was he was definitely up there for most of the season.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean your your top two leading Point scorers in the playoffs were Chris Letang and Jeff Carter. So that's
2: uh yeah, and the Jeff rough. Carter deal. The Jeff Carter deal paid dividends, and they couldn't even win. Jeff Carter was scoring like crazy. He and was, they could, and they couldn't win the series. I'm, I'm just, I can't salty. talk about this right now. Yeah, salty. I'm, sal- I gotta, I'm salty.
1: I gotta chime in with a few things. So one, you guys kind of look like circus clowns. Trading first rounder for Kespery Captain after he cu- and he comes into the playoffs and goes minus three with three points in six games to add Pointing on the seventeen that. minutes of ice time. So that's uh, it's not what you want. And speaking of Crosby, I don't think it's the end of I don't. I don't think it's the start of a decline. You know, he's still point per game plus uh, you know, ten points in the regular season. And you look. When I when first thing, first and biggest thing I noticed when watching this Pittsburgh team against against uh, against an energetic Islanders team, they had no energy. There was no like, I there was agree. none of that spark that that they got. Then they had that they had when they were winning those cups, um, and I don't know what I don't really know what the move is. I think obviously goalie. I mean Tristan Jari stank. He was terrible. threw away threw away. Uh, I think it was game two or three. It was. It was and then he five. just played, And then he proceeds to play terrible. Yeah, I mean terrible. Proceeds to play yeah. terribly in the rest of the series. I mean, you guys kind of look. And then, or honestly, and then you look, you look out west and you see Fleury is 36 playing uh, playing some of his best I mean, hockey ever. If you only he had a, a he had bit a good, a little bit awkward.
0: Oh, if only he had a good hockey okay. goalie on the team that could I really it, I help it. a team make playoff <laughs> um, push. And you know what? Don't I, hey, you didn't treat him right. Know why? Because this is the first why? year he's ever been a finalist for the Vesna right. on the Golden Knights. Really? Never the Penguins. You're
2: right. Yep. You're he's right.
0: been multiple years. He's been four or five, but Charlie stunk it up. He st- I know he... I,
2: I know he did. I'm honestly begging for Matt Murray at this point. I'm honestly oh, get it. out of town. <laughs> I'm honestly oh, begging come for on. that. He Barely, he would have played yeah, better. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, we we I, didn't have a podcast then, but I'll I'll tell the listeners that you were wishing him a goodbye. I'll just yeah, tell you that.
2: Was, um, Pat, I'm just curious. Um, can you? Sidney Crosby had two. I think one point in 2019. He had two points. I think in 2020 playoffs, and he now has two points in the 2021 playoffs. Ouch. So I, I'm i starting to I, – I think he still has good years. I agree with you. He can have good years left, but I just don't see playoff Crosby anymore. I don't see the vintage playoff Crosby anymore. It's starting to decline for him in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I that's understand why – you go back. I was just saying uh, – I mean, I, I did not know that stat, but looking at that, maybe it is because – you know, it really doesn't matter if you scope if you go point per game in the regular season. You don't win cups in the right. regular season. If he's not going to play in the playoffs like a guy like Kucherov is, or a guy that like that has his experience, and you're paying him the money he's making, and he's your top guy, maybe it is the start of a decline. Um, and it's not like he's playing on a bad line either. You know, he's right. playing with yeah. Ross, who's playing the best hockey he's played, and who is and is it Carter Jake, who's playing it's up Jake with Gansel. him? Jake, Jake. I mean Jake Gensel's a young guy with a ton of energy. You want more from him as well, I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, maybe you're right. That's a, I mean minus wow, well, minus six for Gensel's no good. You're gonna need more from that. Um and I think the biggest thing looking across the board for this Pittsburgh series is just they didn't get up for the series. Too much, too much all across the board, all over the all over the box score, all over the stat sheet. It's just this trend of, of minuses and bad hockey. Yeah, and, and that, Richard and, what and I was gonna say, that.
0: say is I understand you're upset, and I understand what happened after this year, but you have zero reason to complain as a Penguins fan when you won back-to-back Cups. So I don't I want I don't, I to don't hear understand. too much crying I over understand. there, okay? I understand. understand you're upset. Don't do too much crying, though, okay? Back-to-back gonna, Cups,
2: remember that. I'm i am not going to be crying. But also, <laughs> the Penguins outplayed the Islanders in terms of shots. Let's just get that out of the way. They dominated in the shot category. It's just Tristan Jarry was awful, and Ilya Sorokin made the saves when he needed to. And True. I think it's time we get to the Islanders, because we've talked all about the Penguins. I personally think the Islanders are their offense goes underrated compared to their defense. They are are one of the most efficient offensive teams when they have the opportunities that present themselves. Mm-hmm. With Bovillier mm. and Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey, that line was phenomenal in this year. Yeah, series.
0: I mean and their defense really just most of the games just completely shut down the Penguins and that's 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 Islanders hockey. That's how it's been. Phenomenal defense and I don't know what happened with the Penguins. Although we just I mean, talked about it, Sirokin was crazy.
1: Sorokin was phenomenal. He was. Uh sometimes you just run into a hot goalie Absolutely. and they did. I, I still think they could have played better hockey 100%, but Bovillier is playing like a beast, Pajot, Bailey, and honestly, I think I'm, I'm thinking about the Islanders. You know, Barry Trotz obviously makes the play in this kind of system. Yes. Uh, this very defensive system where they clog the middle, they don't go too you know, crazy in the offensive zone, kind of pull back. And you wonder if that's maybe stifling some of the production from Barzell that we're not seeing. You was know, minus three, only four points in eight games at the time of recording. Of course, we're into the second round. Um, but you look at Barzell, and maybe maybe you you think about you know. But that but that like is is his offensive production and his, the ability that he could show being stifled by Trots. But then again, when you're winning series and competing every night, you know it's in the playoffs more like it. It's hard to. To argue with with what with what Trotz is doing, right, Pat
0: and your guy, Kyle pa- 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 Palomary, he had a great mm-hmm. great series, really big goals. I mean, Pajot, Bouvillier, Bailey, Nelson, I, I, they just the Islanders played better, and we saw the result.
2: Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not upset that the Penguins lost. I, obviously, I am, but I'm not like PO'd that the Penguins lost. I'm upset that they held Barzell, the Islanders' star, to two points, and they lost the series. That's all I'm upset about. Because Barzell did not have a good series by any means, but he, I don't think he can let Josh Bailey do what he did in this series freaking second amount. He's a great player and all, but when he had the production that he did in the key moments, I just don't think that's you know acceptable at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, one more thing I also want to talk about is the, uh, the defense of the Islanders. Their top four guys, or four of their top guys, more like it, Mayfield, Dobson, Letty, and Pollock. They have been phenomenal. Yes. I mean, they're all in the plus category. Oh, uh, no, they're not outside of Dobson. And they're all scoring good numbers for defensemen, playing tons of minutes. And I'd say one the of their best guys, Adam Pellick, is in the minus and only got one point. And he's still playing incredibly defensive yeah. Yeah. Uh, and playing great defensive hockey. The Islanders are just a top-to-bottom team that really doesn't have many weaknesses when you have a guy like Sorokin playing the way he is. Uh, and they're, they're a very tough team to, to see, especially at Nassau Coliseum when it is rocking like it is, yeah. you know, obviously last season there. That I mean, they're a tough team to play and a team you do not want to see on the road to the Cup. All right, we'll go into our second-round predictions
2: here. As the time we're recording this, Game 3 of Boston and New York is scheduled to take place tomorrow. Yeah. Or tomorrow, just, just tell them who's winning the se- yeah. all the series um, as of
0: right now
1: when we're recording. Yeah,
2: um, the series is tied 1-1 between Boston and the Islanders. Um, the series is 2 nothing Tampa Bay over Carolina, the series is 1-0 Colorado over Vegas, and the series is scheduled to start tonight between Winnipeg and Montreal. Um, we're going to give you our predictions here. I'm going to go first with Boston and New York. Um, as I just said, I think the Islanders' offense goes um, extremely under the radar. They're an efficient offensive team. The Bruins are a great defensive team as well, and their perfection line is great. But I think defense and efficient offense— is is a really good is really good mesh and obviously i think barry trotz is the best coach in this series i think he's going to outcoach bruce cassidy and i think the islanders are going to get back to the final four this year i really do I've, i i i doubted them last year um i doubted them in this series against pittsburgh and i was proven wrong I'm going to say Islanders in 7. I think it's going to be a tough series for them, especially if they have to go into Boston and win, like, a crucial Game 5 or Game 7. It's going to be tough for them, but I think they can do it. I think this team is up for the challenge, and they have balance in their entire in their entire team. They have complete balance on all four lines.
0: Yeah, and i, I got to stick with my boys here. I'm, I'm picking the Boston Bruins. I had them coming out of the division even when they were playing the Penguins, but obviously they're playing the Islanders right now. So I, I really think that the Bruins are... I think they might come out in 5 or 6. I'm going to I'm gonna say 6 just because the high 1-1. One, one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bruins won the next 3. And Pasternak is... That, I mean, the first line in hockey, the best first line in hockey is playing like the best first line in hockey this series. And I I, I don't see any way the Islanders win. Maybe Sorokin goes crazy, but he's not an acrobat. He's just a sturdy guy with a good defense. I think, honestly, I think any... Not taking away taking away anything from him, but I think any goalie could fit into the Islanders system just because of the defense they play. And I am taking Boston in six.
1: I'm actually gonna go against it. I think it's a one one series. The Islanders have fight and grit. They even lost their lead. They were up three to one in game two. They lost it and then still found a way to to find success in overtime. In Boston no less, I thought the biggest thing was like if you're for for the Islanders of course was if you're gonna be able to win this series, you have to go into Boston and when you come home you gotta be one one. Being down 2-0, coming coming home from Boston is going to be very tough. And, they hey, they split it. They're 1-1. Going back to Nassau will be extremely difficult for Boston. That's not a place you want to play. The fans are crazy. They love the Islanders. They They come out in huge numbers. And I think the Islanders just have something about them that they have that grit and that energy where they're not going to give you an inch. They'll give you every outside shot you can take fine, but you're not gonna get anything in the dirty area they're not gonna they're gonna make you beat them off snipes um, and I just I, I have a feeling about the Islanders I think all their top guys are playing well everyone's getting on the board Bailey, Barzell, Bovilier, Sezikis, defense is playing lights out and it really comes down to, to Varlamov and Sorokin. Varlamov had a pretty strong game against Boston, 9 9-2, 9 save percentage in game two and that tandem is tough. Absolutely. I, they, I like I like the tandem style in the playoffs and if Sorokin and Varlamov can play the way they can, it's it's tough for any team, I think, to beat the Islanders. So I like the Islanders in seven.
0: Yeah, people are upset that Varlamov actually got – they were saying he was robbed out of a finalist spot for the Vezna. And you look at the stats, I mean, mm. he's, he's really up there. But
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Cara, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa, obviously, up 2 nothing in the series. And I really want Carolina to win the series because I'm not a big fan of – uh, a champ repeating, unless it's my own team in the Penguins, but um, I, I'm going to go Tampa. I think they are the better team in the series, and they have a 2-0 series lead. Um, I think they're a deeper team. They have the better goalie in the series. The question is in coaching, who wins the coaching matchup? I would give the edge to John Cooper just because he just won the Stanley Cup, um, but it's going to be key how Robert DeMora responds in game three. Um, obviously, Florida, led by Joel Quenneville, went down 0-2, Headed into Tampa, they took Game Three, but they just couldn't take Game Four. Um, it'll be key to see what happens down in Tampa. If Carolina can take both games in Tampa, this series is going to be completely different. But I just don't see that happening. I think Tampa will win in six.
0: Right. I mean, unfortunately, we already saw the result of two games. Sorry, guys, about that. Scheduling's just very weird with this year's playoffs. There was games starting when one series was ending. We tried to do it all when all the series when we had the results. So this is we're recording but as of now. I I don't see any way. First of all, in the, in the first place, I didn't see any way... The, I, that's not true, but it would be tough originally for the Hurricanes to beat the Lightning in the seven-game series without knowing any results. Not knowing that they're down 2-0, I just see zero reason on how they win, and I'm taking the Lightning at five. They're too dominant. They have depth. They have the goaltending. They have everything.
1: I thought I thought coming into the series that if, uh, if the Hurricanes went down 2-0, especially in Carolina, it's done. But last night, they showed a lot of fight in the end of the game, and I, they right. came so close to taking that game to overtime. They were right there on the cusp. They have the pieces. Um, and they're, they've they been outplaying Tampa. Both games, they've outplayed them. They didn't. Right. I mean, Tampa had no business winning game one and not much business winning game two. They got outshot by almost double. Um, and I don't... Obviously, if if, if Vasilevsky stays hot, it's going to be tough for anyone to beat them, not just Carolina. But I think... I, th- I have a hard time seeing Vasilevsky being this hot when he's under fire all night for 60 minutes. It's true. Um so I think I think Carolina can claw back into this series but at the end of the day Tampa still Tampa and I like Tampa here. Um they have all the studs. They have the coaching, goalie defense. I like Tampa here in seven, but I think Carolina is going to be able to bring it back to to within reach.
2: Uh, Winnipeg and Montreal. We touched on this series about if this is probably going to be a Winnipeg Jets series, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go that way. Carey Price can steal two games. We saw that he sh- basically almost stole that series against Toronto. He he can steal potentially the series, but I think he can only steal two games in this one. I think the Jets' offensive fire firepower was completely more efficient than the Leafs was in round one. Um, if Con- Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley continue at the rate they were in round one, they're gonna be a tough team to beat. And Tor- and Winnipeg has a better goaltender than Toronto did, and Connor Helleck. I-, I think Winnipeg is going to win this series in six, and it's going to come down to the goaltending, Carey Price versus Connor Helleck. I think Carey Price is going to break first over Connor Hallibuck.
0: You No, know, don't sleep on the Canadians. I'm not. Don't sleep on them. I'm taking the Canadians in seven games. Wow. I don't know why. I'm like, you know what? The Jets are going to win. But you know what? I just got that spark from Carey Price. Tofoli's gonna play great. I mean, I'm taking the Canadians in seven. It's probably my hottest hockey take ever. But you know, I trust in this team. They can do it. Seven, a lot of games to play. Let's go, Canadians, baby.
1: No chance. Winnipeg is gonna. When Winnipeg Winnipeg's gonna go in, take care of business. Could be a sweep.
0: Honestly. All right. I want when the Canadians uh, win. I want you to own up to me on the podcast if they do. Okay.
1: If the Canadians win. I will, I will own up 100%. But it's not happening. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg is just better. They're 100% better. It's not, and it's, and the difference is, Carey Price isn't going against Jack Campbell now. He's going against Connor Hellebuck. Vesna winner. There's no chance. I think this series is over in five games. Could be four, but I'm gonna go with five. Safe gentleman sweep. And uh, I mean, Winnipeg's just way better. Montreal's Montreal's not that good. They're just not that good. Toronto just can't win in the playoffs, and they don't have a leader. Not I not mean, that good. down
0: 3-1, to one. I mean, that takes a lot in a team
1: to come back from that. You're that's right. all they're I'm just, saying. You're not that good. That's that's it. You're not that good. <sighs>
2: um, I think the matchup that everyone is excited about is our last series in the second round. Colorado and Vegas, and if Game 1 was an indication of things to come for the remainder of this series, I think Vegas has their hands full. And I think the key for Vegas is playing their game and not letting Colorado get to their game and getting what they want. And for Colorado, if they keep the tempo up and make sure that Phil Gruauer stays consistent, I, I think they have the chance to win the Stanley Cup, and I think everyone agrees with that. Um, the top line for the Avalanche has been hot. I think they're going to win, and but I'm not sure how many games. I'll go six because I think they're going to have a game where they're just completely dominant over Vegas. Vegas can take two games, and I think they are going to take some games at Vegas. I just think Colorado is the better team when it's all said and done.
0: You know, my gut tells me go with the Avalanche. My heart tells me go with the Golden Knights. You know, the logical pick here is the Avalanche because they're looking phenomenal. But I really I believe in my boys. I believe they can do it. I believe in... Mark andre Fleury, and if we don't play Robin Leonard, if we don't play Robin Leonard, allows seven goals. I'm a big Leonard supporter. Don't get me wrong. You allow seven freaking goals, dude? That was the most pathetic game I've ever watched. And then Ryan Reeves is doing this. No, the only thing he's contributed this entire playoffs is penalty minutes. He's like three hits. Just, I don't want to play it anymore. Suspend him. Okay, done. Let's bring up Krebs. Let's bring up Sakura. Let's get a goal scorer in here. And I'm taking my boys. I'm taking Mark Stone. I'm taking... I, I guess Matias Janmar, because he's leading the team in points. I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last. But Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be the sole reason we come out of the series seven games. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in an overtime, too. And you know what? Alex, talk with the game-winner in Game 7 overtime.
1: Pull up. That's my fault. My... Yeah, I think, speak, looking at this series, I don't think Leonard's going to see the net again. No. I think he lost the net easily he lost in that you let after up the first seven goal. goals I mean you let up seven goals can't have it in game one sure they're tired it's rest over rust they I mean Colorado's off for a year but you can't let up seven goals keep it at least respectable if you're gonna lose game one right. I mean that's just brutal and uh, I, I like Vegas here but geez I don't know if I like him as much as I used I to because Colorado is so stacked. Um, and and Grubauer's playing the best hockey he's played. Vesna finalist this season. Obviously, I can't take too much stock from Game One because Leonard played. I don't think Leonard's gonna see the net again. Fleury's the guy. But if 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 they cannot, if they get the same results that that they had with Leonard in that, no chance. Even if like they, I think Game Two is essential. They, I think they have to go back to Vegas one one. Even I mean two oh, maybe there's a chance, but I think going down two oh to eight, going it down two oh to this Avalanche team that's finally learned yeah. how to play in the playoffs, it's a death sentence. Yeah. So I still like I still like Vegas here, but I like him in seven. Let's go, I'm, baby, Vegas in seven. I gotta like, I gotta got go. Vegas. I picked him in all just, my brackets. I gotta stay riding with Vegas.
2: I'm just curious to wonder how much is gonna transpire into game two tonight. From what we saw in the third period of game one. I'm just curious to see not fluke game what happened. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious to see because they they got sh- like they just got shelled in game one. I'm just curious to see the physicality level is what I'm curious to see what yeah. happens in game two. Game
0: two is a must-win for Vegas. We
2: gotta win this one if we want a chance, really.
0: Alright, that wraps up the special NHL segment I got a long one for you guys hope you guys made it to the end and make sure you check us out on instagram spotify etc you know show some support we're out here doing all this for you so thank you guys see you later sellouts